For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Creating an Inventory of Metrics The 2020 update not only continued to emphasize the importance of monitoring and testing, the effectiveness of a compliance program, but it spoke more about a chief compliance officer and compliance function utilizing data to engage in both continuous monitoring and continuous improvement. The DOJ for some time has stressed the importance of leveraging data in order to have an effective objective evidence around whether your compliance program is working effectively. Yet as many CCOs are legally trained, they are unsure about what are some of the specific areas to be considered in establishing quantifiable metrics to monitor for effectiveness. Michelle Edwards, partner at Stone Turn, has said the first thing that compliance functions need to do is establish quantifiable metrics to measure and monitor the effectiveness of their compliance program. This is accomplished by creating an inventory of metrics. How can you create such an inventory? You can do so by looking at the 2020 update and taking it section by section to understand where there might be opportunities for a company to begin defining these metrics and assessing data sources to measure these key metrics. From there, a compliance program can move to developing a process to regularly report on their progress of the compliance program and the assessment of its effectiveness to key stakeholders, such as boards of directors uh, or the compliance committee. Edwards identified a number of areas where companies can begin to establish those metrics. Obviously, third-party management is still on the forefront of every compliance program. This means that the DOJ continues to communicate its guidance around aspects of a third-party management program that are critical for an effective compliance program. There are multiple metrics that a company can consider as they think about the process in place in order to manage the relationships with their third parties. It all begins with the five-step process of the life cycle of third-party risk management. Yet in many ways, a compliance professional's work begins after the contract is signed and then the assessment of how those relationships are going. One of the most straightforward ways a company can measure the effectiveness of that process is to assess how many third parties were actually suspended, terminated, or audited for compliance issues throughout the course of the third-party relationship. This creates a quantifiable metric which the company can periodically report as a result of its due diligence, ongoing diligence procedures, and related to its relationship to key stakeholders. Other metrics could be annual certification, compliance training, and updated training. Of course, the real work of managing a third party is after the contract is signed, so the metrics on the number of compliance-related meetings by the relationship manager 
and the number of audits of key metrics. Similarly, a number of metrics to be considered around joint ventures, teaming agreements, or other business relationships. Such metrics could begin with due diligence on such relationships and the additional number of counterparties, which might go down the line, third party, fourth party, fifth party, etc. From there, you can move to measuring the compliance metrics in the JVs by looking at the JV fulfillment with its own compliance program. There's another area which is ripe for an inventory of compliance metrics, which is in the area of mergers and acquisitions. When it comes to M&A due diligence, oftentimes companies, before entering into a merger or acquisition with a company, will undertake a similar due diligence process where they are looking at the business relationship of an acquired target. Of course, compliance professionals are assessing those relationships or doing due diligence on them to identify potential risks. Very similarly, a company can look at the number of third parties reevaluated under the acquirer's new standards and policies. This could be another key metric to apply, very similarly to the life cycle of third party risk management. A methodical review of the 2020 update to identify different areas where a company could potentially establish and quantify metrics to assess effectiveness is the place to begin. Many companies have have what uh, is basically metrics on the basics and have a place have in place processes whereby their employer review of the code of conduct and confirmation there and compliance with first onboarding is done and that's it. But now it is the barest minimum of what a compliance professional could do. For instance, Consider the life cycles and the quote to cash or procure to pay cycle. The key is a documented process, which can be audited and built out from there. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, it it really starts with the whole idea of creating an inventory of metrics. Uh, You you can create your own inventory. Obviously, you want and need to measure the critical components, but you can tailor your metrics to manage your risks going forward. So uh, begin to create an inventory of metrics. Fortunately, the Department of Justice has given us a great guideline for doing that. And that, of course, is the 2020 update to the evaluation of corporate uh, compliance programs. You can literally go through each question listed in the 2020 update and create a metric around that. So that can be a very powerful tool for you going forward. And finally, how can you use these metrics? Well, you should use them for continuous monitoring and most importantly, continuous improvement. That's what the Department of Justice wants to see. And if you use these metrics, it will give you an audit trail, which will allow you to complete this going forward. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. Also, I'd like to shout out to our sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, for sponsoring this month's podcast series. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.